You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Chris and Nick Show here on Big Blue View Radio. I am one of the hosts, Nick Filato, with not the best audio, but that should be corrected in due time, in short order. And I'm joined by Chris Flum to preview this New England Patriots versus the New York Giants, a pivotal (laughs) consequential week 12 matchup, maybe not for the reasons that we had all hoped heading into the season. But Chris, before we get into that, how you doing? Yeah, I'm doing well. And I, I got to say, at least to my ear, you, your audio sounds fine. So, oh, man, thank you. So, but hey, maybe it can only get better from here. As opposed to everything else, you know, I'm doing pretty well. Looking forward to seeing some family, having some good food tomorrow. We're recording on Wednesday. Uh, just in advance, happy Thanksgiving to everyone. If you happen to be listening listening to this on Thanksgiving, if you're listening to it on Friday, I hope you had a great Thanksgiving. Try not to trample too many people at the stores on Black Friday. Oh my gosh, yeah. What a what a jam-packed weekend we have and especially jam-packed with football. Not just National Football League, but college football. We have football on Friday with the Dolphins and the Jets, a three-game slate on Thanksgiving. It's going to be great. And then on Sunday, we get to digest and settle down and watch this New York Giants team coming off a victory led by the one and only Tommy DeVito against Bill Belichick. Now, before the show, Chris and I were talking. I have not done my tally site picks that we do every week. I don't think I'm doing that great this year, by the way, Chris, but I usually do. Not this year. I haven't done that yet this week. And I'm sitting here thinking, I'm like, I think I'm going to pick the New York Giants, right? Like the Giants defense against, I don't even know who's going to play quarterback for the New England Patriots as of right now. We'll go over that in a little bit. And then I started thinking. On Sunday, if the Giants do lose this game, I'm going to feel like an idiot because the Giants this entire year have let us down, have given us little to believe in, and you have Bill Belichick going up against his coach defense, going up against an undrafted rookie with an extra week to prepare. And I think that's a good way to start this show, Chris. Yeah, it is. Because, you know, as you pointed out in your piece, looking at the New England Patriots today, their offense, uh, rookie quarterbacks, even highly drafted rookie quarterbacks, great prospects, guys who are expected to be franchise players. Didn't always work out like Mark Sanchez, but guys who were drafted highly for a reason. Yeah, they tend to not do well against Bill Belichick and his defense. And for good reason. I mean, the man has a defensive game plan in the football hall of fame, in the NFL hall of fame. Like he is one of the greatest defensive minds in the history of NFL football. It only makes sense that rookies would struggle against him and his schemes. And yeah, that, that could be a problem for undrafted free agent rookie in his third start, Tommy DeVito. 
Here are the quarterbacks that have defeated Bill Belichick, the rookie quarterbacks. Six of them. Belichick is 6-24 and as the head coach of the Patriots. And here are the six. Ben Roethlisberger in 2004. Mark Sanchez in 2009. Colt McCoy in 2010. Russell Wilson in 2012. Geno Smith in 2013. And then Tua Tagovailoa in 2020. Giant great Colt McCoy was the lowest drafted of all of those guys at pick 85. But you know what, man? Tommy DeVito, in the right game plan, Saquon Barkley helping him. Maybe he can pull it off, especially since the Patriots offense is so damn anemic. But there's other giant news that we have to go through before we really get into the matchup. Daniel Jones just had surgery, man. Uh, According to various reports, surgery went well. We're wishing Daniel Jones the best on his ACL recovery. We also have Darius Slayton, who is dealing with his arm injury. Bobby Okereke, hip and ribs. Dexter Lawrence, hamstring. Those were all did not participate in practice. Obviously, by the time you're listening to this, on Friday there should be some more news out. So just monitor Twitter and the beat reporters to see how these guys are doing. And then also Eric Gray, who has been on IR for the last several weeks, his practice window was open. The Giants want to activate him. They have 21 days to do so. He or the Giants are going to have to release somebody to create a roster spot. Anything on that, Chris? Yeah. Apparently, uh, Bobby Okereke, he told the media today, Wednesday, that you know he had to have x-rays on his ribs after Sunday's game against Washington. Uh, apparently, he has a partially fractured rib, so that's something I think to keep an eye on because the Giants linebackers have been actually playing great lately. And the rise of Mike McFadden... To... Oh, well, go I'm ahead. Sorry, not to... Yeah, not to cut you off, but if Okereke is out or has to miss any time, which it doesn't sound like right now that's the fear, but anything can happen, right? A DNP, you never want to see that, especially with the star linebacker and Bobby Okereke. Who do you think plays next to Micah McFadden? Do you think that the Giants would go with Isaiah Simmons, who logically that makes sense, or do you think the Giants really don't trust him in that role and they only want him to be that sub-package rusher guy who drops from the line of scrimmage to middle of the field close 30 yards off that just kind of wear a bunch of hats? Like, What do you think the Giants do in that situation? I think they might not have a choice but to go with Isaiah Simmons just because, you know, he has been kind of the first linebacker off the bench for them. And we have seen his role kind of expand recently, and he has played pretty well. And also, his athleticism gives Wink Martindale options. We know Wink is going to Wink. He's going to try to mix things up, scheme up pressures, cook up pressures, because he a he loves to blitz and b he really only has right now two really reliable options for getting pressure with just a four man pass rush and that's Dexter Lawrence and Kayvon Thibodeau. Aziz Ojolari is still kind of you know working his way back from that ankle injury. This year has kind of been this year has been very forgettable for him. Even when he's been on the field, he's been kind of invisible. So. I really expect to see a lot of pressures cooked up against this Patriots offense, which has frankly sucked. Yeah, you know, one of the things I kind of remarked on before we started recording it is that these are kind of the same team. You know, the the Giants and the Patriots are kind of the same team this year, and I, I think that should give everybody a really good framework for just visualizing things as we break the matchup down. But I, I 
as far as linebackers go, Isaiah Simmons really does give them the most options. And I think the most different ways to cope with whatever the Patriots offense might do, because, well, we don't even know who's going to, who's going to be playing quarterback for them. No, we don't. The latest report that we've received is the quarterback will, the quarterback, the starting quarterback will be earned in practice. That's what offensive coordinator Bill O'Brien stated. It does seem like it's trending away from Mac Jones, who was benched in Germany against the Indianapolis Colts after one of the more egregious interceptions that I saw uh, this season uh, in the red zone. If anybody wants to see that, geez, you can probably look it up on Twitter. It's, it's really rough. But Bailey Zappi has replaced him, I think, two or three times this year. So Mac Jones has been benched. There are reports from very reputable sources, beat reporters, who have said Mac Jones has lost 80%. I don't know how that was quantified or calculated, but 80% of the Patriots locker room. So it's looking like it could be Bailey Zappi or possibly even Will Greer. Remember Will Greer, the West Virginia quarterback from, from back in the day, 2019. He was drafted by the Carolina Panthers in the third round. He's chilling on the practice squad right now, Chris, for the New England Patriots. And I wouldn't be overly shocked if the Giants see Will Greer. And I think that would be a great scenario and situation for the Giants defense. I think that would be as well. Like he, he was drafted in the third round and there was, there were, he had some fans coming out of West Virginia. Uh, Our friend Dan Pizzuta was a fan of his coming out of West Virginia, but he just never really panned out in the NFL. I, in fact, I kind of forgot he was even still in the league. Maybe this could be a scenario where you know he just needed some time to sit and learn and get coaching. Uh, kind of like Geno Smith, where he was a bust for the Jets. He was a kind of a joke and in some ways led to Ben McAdoo and Jerry Reese getting fired for the Giants. I think that had a lot more to do with the situation. That's a whole different topic. But then he eventually just becomes the starter in Seattle and just absolutely blossoms as a quarterback. Maybe we could see something like that happen with... Will Greer, because yeah, he did have he did have upside in college, and maybe this is kind of an Aiden O'Connell situation where you have a guy you don't really have any tape on in an offense where you don't have any you don't have a whole lot of tape or at least of him in that offense, and it kind of denies the defense a lot of the information they use to game plan. You know, like we said, the the Giants are tendency exploiters. And if you can just avoid giving them tendencies, you take away a lot of what they like to do on offense and defense. Yeah, you absolutely do. And you guys might hear my, see my dog barking right now. He is doing the protects, making sure there's no mailmen in the area, you know, just has to ensure that everything is, doing well around here. So I want to apologize for that, but you're not wrong at all when it comes to the new England Patriots and avoiding maybe the tendencies that other defenses and other offenses, mind you, just from a coaching perspective, they tend to have the one thing I will say though, Chris is when you have a different quarterback in there, we, we, we have seen even recently because it's just happened. What three weeks ago with the Raiders, a new spark come over the team, right? Like, 
Aiden O'Connell came in after Jimmy Garoppolo was benched in the Raiders, and then you saw that spark happen, and the Raiders ended up kind of rolling the New York Giants when we actually were delusional enough to think the Giants would possibly win that football game on the road. Obviously, we were wrong. But what if that happens now with Will Greer or Bailey Zappi? You see a more revitalized team. I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that that materializes. The one thing I'll say, though, is what offensive weapons do the Patriots really have that are explosive who can really threaten the Giants? Because the Raiders had plenty of them. You look at the Patriots, you have Ramondre Stevenson, you have a kind of a washed up Ezekiel Elliott. I really like Demario Smoke Douglas, the rookie they have out of Liberty. But a lot of the other players, man, they're they're long in the tooth. At least they play like they're long in the tooth, like a Juju Smith-Schuster and a Devontae Parker if he even plays in this game. Yeah, I I would have to say the, those two young guys, Ramadre and Smoke, they're the ones that kind of that concern me. And also Hunter Henry, again, he is he isn't playing up to his contract yes. either. But you know, anytime you have a good receiving tight end, that is I think something to at least be aware of for the Giants, even as well as their linebackers are playing, and even with Isaiah Simmons out there. A good tight end is a mismatch in favor of the offense. And, you know, you also have Mike Gusecki, really athletic tight end, big. He's more of a hybrid or even a, just a big slot for the Patriots. That's someplace, something else that I think we should at least keep an eye on as a potential concern area just because of the matchups you're able to design with a player like that. But for the most part, it probably would be Demario Douglas just because of his athleticism, his playmaking ability. And then Ramadre, just because he was a breakout running back a year ago. And if the Patriots offensive line is able to get healthy, which it seems like they're starting to, it seems like Trent Brown is on the mend. He could be ready to come back. They could have their starting guards back healthy. That could make for a an improved running attack, and the Giants' run defense has not been great, particularly when Dexter Lawrence is not on the field. And also, if he's dealing with a hamstring injury, that could be an area the Patriots' offense could look to exploit. It could be, but a lot of the times where the Giants run defense has struggled, it does seem to be more so when they are in a two defensive lineman down front, like a nickel sub package. When they want to employ their base personnel, you have you create that wall of five guys with Dex at nose. Now it would be Nacho and Ashawn Robinson as the four-eye techs and then the two edges. I think it's harder to run against that, and I think we're going to see more of that against this Patriots team, even though they pass a lot, they don't pass as much as Washington. Washington ran a lot of 11 personnel. Washington threw a lot. So the Giants responded with nickel. When you look at, again, the lack of explosiveness of this Patriots offense, I wouldn't be shocked to see more of that base, more of that heavier package where you're going to have both the linebackers out there, but you'll have an extra defensive lineman. And the Giants may even roll Xavier McKinney down to the box in certain situations, especially against 12 personnel, even though their 12 personnel package, depending there as in the Patriots, depending on the second tight end, it's Pharaoh Brown might be a little bit more run centric, even though he can be an uh, adequate receiver. But if it's Mike Kosicki, their other tight end, 
that's much more of a receiving threat, right? Like Mike Kosicki isn't necessarily that great at, at blocking and holding up the point of attack. So I'm interested to see from a personnel standpoint how the Giants respond to what the Patriots offense rolls out there, but I wouldn't be shocked to see a, a more heavier approach. Yeah, and I think that would make sense for them, and it, it would make sense for the Giants to go with a heavier look defensively and say, okay, let quarterback to be named later try to beat us with your substandard receiving threats with a Juju Smith-Schuster and a Devontae Parker that aren't really playing up to their contracts with a Jalen Rieger who is, well, we, we know what he is or a Taekwon Thornton oh, who hasn't played up to his draft slot either. So, you know, that's, this really could be a game that comes down to the, the rushing attacks and the run defense. Of course, the next level to that is if you show heavy personnel on offense, you get the defense into a heavy personnel grouping. That's actually an opportunity to pass. And that could be where a Mike Kosicki or Demario Douglas kind of come in, just sn- leaking out, sneaking out into the flat, behind the linebackers and if if the patriots are able to have a quarterback whichever one it is process quickly that kind of has been the giants kryptonite on defense when you have a quarterback that can read the field make a quick decision and get the ball out quickly and accurately it doesn't have to be a long pass but the way the giants like to rotate rotate their coverages like to bring pressure there's usually room for guys to work even on short to intermediate passing, passing patterns. That sounds like Bailey Zappi's game and, and Mac Jones, he, he can process. He's just having a really bad season. Seems like the confidence is shot with Mac Jones at the moment and Will Greer. I mean, I haven't seen Will Greer play since basically his college days. So I don't really have a lot on Will Greer, but I do expect to see a, a heavy one, two punch of Ramondre and then Ezekiel Elliott. And I swear, man, every time Zeke plays the giants, he's at least when he was with Dallas, it seemed like it didn't go well for the New York giants, unfortunately. But Chris, I want to talk about this Patriots defense. Do you have anything else on the offense that you want to go over? You know, without knowing who the quarterback is going to be, and I suppose, you know, some slight some credit to Darth Hoodie for the the gamesmanship there. We we've been seeing it from Brian Dayball, and hey, Dabs is a a former Belichick disciple. Maybe that's where he learned it. Yeah, without knowing who the quarterback's going to be, it's tough to really get much of an idea of what the offense is going to look like because you know those are three different men back there i'm expecting it i'm expecting them to try to do a quick strike offense you know a a real quick game centered offense but you know without knowing who's going to be back there what they like what their tendencies are it's tough to really assume much the one player that i I am a little worried about is Demario Douglas, man. He's an explosive player. I think he saw like nine targets in the last game. He adds just a different aspect to this offense that I feel like this offense desperately needs. You know, a rookie, rookie kid who is progressing in the season right now. Typically, at the end, towards the end of the year, they really start hitting their strides coming out of a bye week. I wouldn't be shocked to see a, a game plan that does try to get the football in his hands. But before we get to the defense, Chris, let's take a quick break. 
to hear a word from our sponsors here at SB Nation. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All righty, Chris, the Patriots and the Giants. Look, they're not the same exact defense stylistically, but when you look at their statistics in the 2023 season, they're very similar. I would say both of these defenses, they have not been maximized because of their offense. Their offense is holding them back, putting them on the football field more than they would probably like to be on the football field and um, not putting them in enough situations to rush the passer. (laughs) So, Chris, let's start on that Patriots defense and um, all the similarities statistically that they have with the New York Giants. Yeah, it, it is almost eerie how similar these two teams are. Yeah, the Giants blitz the second most in the NFL. The Patriots blitz, I believe, the fourth most. The Giants are at a just, I think it's a 40.1% blitz rate. The Patriots had a 36.9% blitz rate. The Patriots have the most hurries and the highest hurry rate of any team in the NFL. Yeah, the As far as pressures go, the, the Patriots and the Giants are neck and neck. Giants have 86 pressures. Patriots have 85 sacks. The Giants have 19 sacks. The Patriots have 18 sacks. Now the Giants have played one more game than the Patriots do, but it is, it it is really eerie just how close these two teams are. And even structurally, they're very sim- similar. The strength of the Giants' defense is their defensive line. You could say the same thing about the Patriots and their defense. They have a very good interior defensive line. Their linebackers, not widely heralded, but they're playing quite well. Good mix of downhill ability and athleticism and range. Again, sound familiar? They've got a, we'll say, occasionally suspect secondary. Again, sound familiar 
And I think the one area where the two defenses are different is that the Giants have Kayvon Thibodeau, who is having a breakout season in his second year. The Patriots, they, they're kind of still looking for their for a, a real edge threat. It was supposed to be Matt Juden, but he's it. He's hurt. He's injured. Uh, Josh, Josh Uche, who had a, a breakout year last year, he is kind of searching for his stride, but otherwise there, these two teams are kind of the same. I think the big difference between them is that the Patriots have been more consistent. They, I don't think they've had quite as many, splash games splash plays you know anything like the giants against the commanders where they had you know the first time around a whole mess of sacks and quarterback hits this time around six turnovers that led to what 27 points something like that 26 points (laughs) yeah a lot (laughs) yeah yeah but the patriots defense has just been very consistent and they've been right around a top 10 defense all year long, at least in terms of efficiency, if not points per game. It's funny. You bring up the Washington games, really, and, and so much of the positive defensive statistics on the season can be attributed to both of those Washington matchups. And I think the Giants defense, I don't think they're like one of the worst units in the league or anything like that, but Giants had six turnovers last week. And like that is that is a lot. They only had six interceptions in the entire year last year. They had six sacks in week seven. I think that doubled the amount of sacks that they had up until that point. They had 11 quarterback hits that week. They got all over Sam Howell and Wink Martindale really has the number of that Washington football team or whatever the hell they're calling themselves right now. But the Patriots, man, we also know what kind of personnel this team employs, man. They're big. They're long. They're very physical. Like all their linebackers, they're more bigger, like longer dudes. I think they actually have added people recently who are a little bit more speed oriented, but look at their defensive line, like Christian uh, Barrymore, Dietrich Wise, all really big and long individuals. I'm wondering if the Giants are going to try to use a, a play that they've used a couple times this season. They used it last week, and it was a good good play situationally to Wandell Robinson, like little jet sweeps and end arounds and things like that. Just get him to the edge, allow him to use his speed to outrun some of those bigger defenders. Now, the one issue with that is two of their safeties, one looks like he's going to be back for this game, very familiar to the New York Giants, and Jabril Peppers and Kyle Duggar. Those guys do a really good job in pursuit with plays like that, using their speed, their explosiveness, and their physicality to uh, stop those plays towards the edge when they are rotated down into the box. And I'm expecting to see the Patriots have a heavier box because they're going to be like every other defensive coordinator the Giants have basically played against since 2018. It's okay, 26 is out there. Let's stop 26 until Tommy DeVito can take advantage or whoever the quarterback was, take advantage of the fact that some of these defensive game plans are more tailored to slowing down Saquon Barkley. Yeah, like the trio, I think, of Kyle Duggar, Jabril Peppers, and linebacker, a rookie linebacker, uh, Marte Mapu out of Sacramento State. Yeah, That gives the Patriots us. That's their speed element of their defense and all three of those guys are really versatile and the two linebackers in particular or i'm sorry the two safeties in particular they're athletic enough that they can put they can play in space they've got range but they have the size where they can rotate down into the box you know kyle duggar is basically lineback he is basically a linebacker playing safety and jabril peppers you know 
again, Giants fans know him. He is a high energy player. He is maybe not tall like you normally expect a linebacker to be. I believe he's what five five eleven, maybe six foot, but he's really thickly built. He's got some mass to him, and these guys can play down in the box, get their hands dirty, and they can blitz. So I think the way Bill Belichick utilizes those two guys, it's going to be very interesting to see because I think that's something we, we kind of agreed on before we started recording is that this game plan that Tommy DeVito sees is going to be very different from what Jack Del Rio threw at him last week. And I think he's going to have to sort through a lot of looks, a lot of rotation, and a lot of things he likely has not seen yet in in his football career. And it's going to be interesting to see. It, it could be crucial to see whether or not he he is able to sort through all that and how quickly he's able to do so. That's going to be the big question. This is not going to be some bland defensive approach that Bill Belichick is going to throw out there. Tommy DeVito is going to see a lot of new things, and we'll see how the undrafted New Jersey Paisan can attack that, overcome it. We'll have to see. Wait for Sunday. But, Chris, anything else before we get out of here? No, I, I for, the, for the most part, I am just looking to see for the Giants' offense – what the Giants do to protect Tommy DeVito. You you mentioned Wandale Robinson and end rounds. I would love to see that. Also, hell, get get Wandale out there on wheel routes. He's a former running back. He can do it. Mm-hmm. I'd love to see them continue to get Saquon involved in the passing game. And with Darius Slayton potentially sidelined with an arm injury, we don't know yet. I want to see them. I think we I think the Giants will take their shots down the field. I think that's something they have wanted to do all season long. I think we're going to see a fairly high amount of Jalen Hyatt out there. I think he's going to be the Giants vertical presence this game. Maybe he'll get some work on like end arounds, jet sweeps, that sort of thing. Maybe some screen passes. It will I think the Giants are going to try to get at least on average, get the ball out of Tommy DeVito's hand quicker than they did last week because he did hold the ball a lot against that yeah. Washington offense, or I'm sorry, Washington defense, and it did pay off. The Giants were able to create explosive plays, but man, he took a beating. And just given with given guys like Christian Barmore, uh, Devin Gajo is playing pretty well out there. Uh, Lawrence Guy a guy I believe Wink, Wink Martindale knows pretty well from his time, from their time together in Baltimore. Yeah. That interior pass rush has been a problem for the giants all year long. And I expect Belichick to do, to do what he can to get that going early and also do what he can, everything he can to stop Saquon Barkley. And like we said in the first half, Make your young quarterback beat us. And this is liable to be an ugly game. Just not an aesthetically pleasing quarterback duel. 
yeah, I think that's an accurate portrayal of what we'll see on Sunday. But we got a lot of time, and we have Thanksgiving before that. So I hope everybody enjoyed this show. I hope you guys enjoyed your Thanksgiving or will enjoy your Thanksgiving, depending on when you listen to this podcast. Thank you, everyone. Take care of each other, and have a lovely day. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today. Support for this show comes from Wix Studio. Designers and devs, you might be able to do your thing better on Wix Studio, a web platform with everything you need to deliver bespoke sites hyper-efficiently. Design teams get a ton of smart features that can take the grind out of web creation without it costing per-pixel control. Dev teams, you get a zero-setup, developer-first environment, combined with an AI code assistant and your preferred IDE for rapid deployment. Search Wix Studio today to explore the full range of features.